Let's take a drive down Let's take a drive down Tangier Avenue Let's okay. talk about aliens, bitches! I don't want to. I'm Tasman. I, I'm Bryson, and I would not like to talk about aliens. They spook me. That fucking sucks. We're talking about aliens. I don't want to. Why don't you ever respect what I want? I respect Like, what this you is want so fucking episodes. frustrating. Uh, your episode? No, this is. I no, I, we need to talk about it. This is very fucking frustrating. Okay. That okay. you just refuse. Okay. Fuck! All right. Hey, anyway, Bryson. aliens, what's up? What show are we on? Um, this is Tangent Avenue. Oh fuck. Yeah. I thought we were on a homoerotic podcast. Um. I mean, what's the difference? Am I right? That's fair. Okay. But right, I will say right, this: yeah, sure. if this wasn't the homoerotic podcast, it would be a show where we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. Hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah! So, I. Had a lot of fun doing the Mass Hysteria special. Uh, I hope you guys did too, but I'm really excited to be able to talk about some lighthearted stuff again. And honestly, I'm surprised we haven't talked about aliens yet. I fucking love aliens. We talked a little bit about aliens. Mystery, fucking everything. What? We talked a little bit about aliens. A little bit. You know, it's kind of surprising. That's one of our worst episodes, so we shouldn't count it. It's yeah. not canon. Yeah. You know what is <laughs> kind of surprising, though? What? Um, In our... Uh, 2020 review episode. Oh shit! We didn't talk. We about didn't the talk aliens. about aliens. Even God though damn that it. was a big thing. That, that was a real big year. thing. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um. Aliens well, is real, I guess. Aliens is real. A- aliens is real. <laughs> <laughs> Alien Israel. Shit. <laughs> shit. 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 <laughs> Free alien Palestine. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, ooh, okay. Aren't we lovable little scamps? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I love aliens. But you know what else I love, Bryson? Uh, your kid? Well, yeah. But also, mm-hmm. I know we haven't touched on Roswell, New Mexico yet, which oh, is the topic. But we're, we've got but... flights planned for tomorrow. We'll touch down. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, we will. Oh, so... hell yeah, we will. Absolutely Fuck yes, we will. <laughs> Jesus, fuck we will. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, Roswell, New Mexico, they really knew how to capitalize on the incident that we'll be talking about uh, to gain, you know, tourism and stuff, which isn't an uncommon thing when it comes to conspiracy theories about, like, you know, aliens, Mothman, that type of thing. A lot of people will capitalize on it, and it makes sense to do so. Uh, but... They have a fucking McDonald's that looks like a UFO, man. I don't know if you've seen that, but I posted it on our Facebook page. I'm not on the Facebook page, so. <laughs> I don't I don't really go on it that much. That's fair. Yeah, we're not fans of Zuckerberg here, but you know. Yeah. Well, no, I'm on uh, Facebook yeah. all the time. Huh? I'm on Facebook all the time. Oh. Generally speaking, though, not on ours. Okay, alright. Okay. But yeah, I wish we could be in this McDonald's, man, recording this episode in that episode's fucking double-fisting Big Macs and sweet tea. But I'm not actually a big fan of Big Macs. I actually prefer double quarter pounder with cheese uh, with no we onion We can have that instead. We could double-fist double quarter pounders okay. with cheese instead. Alright, As long as we're double-fisting something, it's fine, man. Hey, double-fisting myself. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bryson, if you want to check, uh, Google the Roswell, New Mexico, uh, McDonald's real quick. And anybody who's not driving while listening to this to do the same thing. But if you're driving, uh, you can too. No, 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 let's, no, let's tell- not, let's not try to control our fans though. Okay. You do what you want, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can't imagine they give a fuck about your recommendations. You're a unremarkable white guy with a podcast. So like, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, this is actually way less exciting than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be similar to, like, a restaurant you would see in, uh, uh, Jimmy Neutron. Ah, uh, that'd be so much better. I know, right? Yeah. I do love it, though, but that, you made me a little bit less enthusiastic about it by bringing that's that what up. That's what I do. Thank you. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's me to a mm-hmm. fucking T, isn't it? It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, 
As always, we want to thank you for tuning into these episodes every week. If you haven't already, make sure to click that subscribe uh, button on wherever you get your podcast for the easiest way to get notifications when episodes are ready every Wednesday. While you're at it, I'd implore you to check out our Patreon as well. For the months of January and February, our base tier is only a dollar for you to check it out. We post all of our episodes as soon as they're finished being edited, usually about a week early, as well as the scripts to the episodes so you can see just how many tangents we really do go on. We also have a bonus exclusive content over there, like weekly power hours. For example, this week's will be chatting uh, after this episode about the existence of aliens and whether we believe they visited and all that fun stuff. Plus, we do a monthly tangent takeover episode when we do an episode topic chosen by our patrons in a poll. We hope to see you there. Fucking yawn. Let's hear about some green boys. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. What do you know about that boom boom crash alien wreck in Roswell, Bryson? I know exactly what you just said. It was a, and it was an <laughs> alien wreck in Roswell, New Mexico. And there's a oh, CW yeah. TV series about it that may or may not be good. Hell yeah. I'm actually on so r slash um, Roswell what? right now. Uh, just vibing on You sound on like an alien right now, man. Dude. You're distorted as fuck. Dude, I'll distort your fucking ass, bro. What's good? That came in so crystal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll distort your fucking ass, dude. How about that? All right? Oh, yeah. Not fine okay, with you? What'd you say, though? Uh, I'm on r slash Roswell NM right now, so I'm just going to yeah. be scrolling through this while, while you talk and see if I find okay. anything interesting. All right. All right. So, let's get... Nazis! In. No, that was kidding. There's no Nazis on here, as far as I can <laughs> see. It's Reddit, though, so fucking get we'll ready for it, it. so yeah let's get into those beautiful beautiful juicy little aliens so i'm not gonna lie i've read a lot of articles and shit and have a lot of sources on this incident but i did use wikipedia to, to quote it a lot to help me consolidate on this one since it's so over covered and all the information has already been out there for a long time so for all you school teachers out there you can flunk me now so sometime between mid-July and early June, an unknown flying object crashed onto W.W. Mac Brazel's ranch land. And on June 14th, Mac and his son, Vernon, were driving across their land, about 80 miles away from Roswell, New Mexico, and discovered, in Mac's own words, a large area of a bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, and rather tough paper and sticks. The metallic-looking fabric was scattered and shredded throughout the wreckage area, though Mac didn't have any idea what to do with it or what it was. He initially had left it there, but when he went to town, he heard people talking about seeing something in the sky, so thinking that may be what he had seen. uh, He went home, collected some of the wreckage, and on July 7th, he went to Roswell and asked Sheriff George Wilcox about it. Sheriff Wilcox was just as confused as Mac and what it may be, but agreed to contact someone for help. Colonel Butch Blanchard, uh, commander of the Roswell Army Airfields, Airfields 509th Composite Group, located just outside of town. Butch, too, was dumbfounded, and working his way up the chain of command, he decided to contact his superior, General Roger W. Ramey, uh, commander of the 8th Air Force in Fort Worth, Texas. So, nothing to do with Area 51. Uh, even though it's commonly, col- you know, that Roswell, New Mexico, and Area 51 are generally combined uh, as one instance. So, you know, they f- took the wreckage, they took it to um, uh, Area 51, but that's that's not Good what job. happened. Yeah. Well, you don't know what happened. You weren't there, so. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, Without waiting on his superior's answer, though, he had sent Major Jesse Marshall to check it out with the sheriff and Mac. While collecting the wreckage and investigating the incident, the Army made a press release about the incident. Here's a quote from the press release. The many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the corporate, uh, cooperation of one of the local ranchers in the sheriff's office of Chaves County. The flying object landed on a ranch near Roswell sometime last week. Not having phone facilities, the rancher stored the disc until such time as he was able to contact the sheriff's office, who in turn notified Major Jesse A. Marcel of the 509th Bomb Group Intelligence Office. Action was immediately taken, and the disc was picked up at the rancher's home. It was inspected at the Roswell Army Airfield and subsequently loaned by Major Marshall uh, to higher headquarters. The next day, they backtracked, saying instead that they recovered a crash weather balloon, not an alien ship. A major uh, from the 8th Air Force had said the disc is hexagonal in shape, was suspended from a balloon by cable, which balloon was approximately 20 feet in diameter. Major uh, Curtin Further uh, advises that the object... Curtin (laughs) Further? All right. 
No, Powerful. he further advises. <laughs> oh. All right. Major Curtin further advises. Uh-huh. Maybe space out your words a little bit? Nah. Right. Uh, anyways, he advised that the object found resembled a high-altitude weather balloon with a radar reflector. Mm-hmm. Here's another quote about the aircraft regarding that phone call. The balloon which held it up if that was how it worked, must have been 12 feet long. Mac felt, measuring the distance by the size of the room in which he sat, the rubber was a smoky gray in color and scattered over an area about 200 yards in diameter. When the debris was gathered up, the tinfoil, paper, tape, and sticks made a bundle about 3 feet long and 7 or 8 inches thick, while the rubber, oh, rubber nice. made a... B- <laughs> 7 or 8 inches <laughs> thick, bro. Hell yeah. Man. Thick as fuck. Thick two C's. Uh, While the rubber made a bundle about 18 or 20 inches long and about 8 inches thick. Mm -hmm. 8 inches thick, yep. Come on, let's go. Yep. Mm -hmm. In all, he estimated the entire lot would have weighed maybe 5 pounds. There was no sign of any metal in the area, which might have been used for an engine, and no sign of any propellers of any kind, although at least one paper fin had been glued onto some of the tinfoil. There were no words to be found anywhere in the instrument, although there were letters in some of the parts. A considerable amount of scotch tape and some tape with flowers printed upon it had been used in the construction. No strings or wires were to be found there, but there were some cyclets in the paper to indicate that some sort of attachment may have been used. Their intention with this was for the public to forget that the event ever happened, and for the most part, it worked for more than 30 years. Uh, Between 1978 and early 1990s, interest would begin to peak again, but hey man. Uh Uh-huh. What are your thoughts so far? Um, I kind of vibing with the weather balloon thing because it seems real small. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like I find when I like conspiracy theories. Obviously, we don't get a lot that that well generally. Yeah, uh, and a lot of them. A lot of the times, I'm like alien conspiracy theories are often the um, the. Uh, platonic ideal of Mm -hmm. why i don't like conspiracy theories so i immediately hear a a very reasonable response to this where it's like probably a weather balloon i'm like probably is yeah likely Mm -hmm. is (laughs) so you know what piques my interest about this what piques your interest i want to hear your interest get absolutely fucking peaked bro so in 1978 a nuclear physicist Stanton Friedman interviewed Major Jesse Marcel, the only known person to accompany the debris from the crash site to Fort Worth, where they showed the press uh, the supposed recovered debris. I'm going to quote from an article here from the Times, released in 1997. Uh Stanton Friedman, a former itinerant nuclear physicist now living in New Brunswick, Canada, has been long, in his words, a clear-cut unambiguous UFOologist. In 1978, while waiting in a Baton Rouge Louisiana television station for an interview, Friedman was told that Jesse Marcel, long retired from the Air Force and living nearby, had once handled the wreckage of a UFO. After quizzing Marcel, who still believed the debris he retrieved was extraterrestrial, Friedman reviewed the old stories about Roswell and painstakingly sought out and interviewed other witnesses and came to a dramatic conclusion. There had been a cover-up of cosmic Watergate proportions. His research and conclusion became the basis of the 1980 book The Roswell Incident, co-written by Charles Burlitz, the author of The Bermuda Triangle, and UFO investigator William Moore. Its publication put Roswell back on the map. More like William Less, am I right? Yeah, honestly, we need less of William Moore. We do. I'm uh, sick speaking of, I'm of that fucking sick book, of him. No, I'm sick of him. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Fuck everything about him. Fuck absolutely everything. Get absolutely shit on. Oh, yes. Uh, So, speaking of that 1980 book, though, the Mm -hmm. Roswell incident, you want to rub our genitals up on that a little bit? Rub our genitals up on the Roswell incident? Yeah, the book. The book? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you do? Sure. We can rub our genitals up on ads if you'd prefer that. Do you want to rub our genitals on ads? I don't know, man. I thought you had a shit. No, not yet. Okay, I'll right, call right. for ads when I got a shit, my guy. Okay, cool. So let's uh, let's clap some alien cheeks then. Let's f- fucking ET. <laughs> let's so, absolutely fucking ET. Hell yeah, man! I'm down. That's gonna be my next alien episode. It's what about fucking an ET? There's gotta be some very popular there is, alien. There porn. is. There is a conspiracy theory 
about a girl who may have fucked an alien, and I'm doing an episode on it, and you can't stop me. <laughs> okay. Alright. So the Roswell incident was written by Charles Burlitz and William Moore, authors who had previously written popular books on the Philadelphia Experiment and the Bermuda Triangle. Triangle. (laughs) Alright. Triangle. So, obvious conspiracy theorists, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So. What? I have questions about the picture you just sent me and why and how you found it. I'm scrolling through Reddit right now, so... I'm going to have to save it and put it in our show notes for okay. Patreon. Yeah, if you could. See. Um, yeah. I'm going to do that real quick. Yeah, check out our Patreon if you want to see this weird-ass <laughs> fucking picture Bryson just sent me. They scanned my pingus! <laughs> um, so... Historian Kalfi Olmsted writes that the material in this book has come to be known as version 1 of the Roswell myth. Charles and Williams' narrative claims that an alien craft was flying over the New Mexico desert observing the U.S. nuclear weapons uh, activity, but crashed after being hit by lightning, killing the aliens on board. A uh, government cover-up quickly followed, and uh, this the only thing that kind of holds merit in this is that this isn't the only time that aliens will be linked to studying nuclear weapons. So, there was a height in alien activity, like UFOs, uh, abduction cases, and all that, during uh, the Cold War, when the fear of nuclear weapons and nuclear attack was, you know, rampant. Uh, and then it kind of dropped after that for a while, and then once quarantine started happening, it peaked back up uh, for a while, which was pretty interesting to see because, um, I mean, there was nuclear threat earlier in the year with uh, Iran, but I don't know. I don't, I might link that there, but I might not. I don't know. It seems like that would probably be more likely to be th- uh, people being at home more. Yeah. Uh, and having being more able time to have the skies. Have, well, not even having more time to look at this, guys. More just having more times to uh, indulge and investigate more insular communities like conspiracy theorists. Yeah, very true. That's why there was a spike in QAnon after that. Yeah. Anyways. Historian Kalfi Olmsted writes that the material... Oh, uh, I already did that. Whoop. Whoop. So the author claims to have interviewed over 90 witnesses. Though he was uncredited, Friedman carried out some research for the book. The Roswell incident featured accounts of debris described by Marcel as nothing made on this earth. Additional accounts by Bill Brazel, the son of Mac Brazel, neighborhood uh, neighbor Floyd Proctor, Walt Whitman Jr., son of Newman W.E. Jr., uh, who had interviewed Mac Brazel suggested that the material Marcel recovered had super strength not associated with the weather balloon. The book introduced the con- contention that debris which was recovered by Marcel at the Fossil Ranch, visible in photographs showing Marcel posing with the debris, was substituted for debris from a What kind of poses? As part of a cover. What? What kind of poses? Uh, I do like, not was know. He flexing? Uh, no, dabbing. just standing in front of it, if I remember right. It's dabbing? been a while since I've seen those pictures. Be cool if he was dabbing, though. It would be, but it was the 50s, so I doubt it. Just taking giant fucking bong hits. Yeah. That's not <laughs> what I meant by dabbing. Yeah. But okay. It's fine. Uh, the book also claimed that the debris recovered from the ranch was not permitted a close inspection by the press. The efforts by the military were described as being intended to discredit and counteract the growing hysteria towards flying saucers. Two accounts of witnesses' intimidation were included in the book, including the incarceration of Mac Brazel. Side note, this is the only claim I can find of him being arrested, so I don't have any confidence that this is real, but I wanted to include it in case it was. The book also introduces secondhand stories of silver engineer Barney... Barney, Barney Crouch Jr. That's, um... That's something different. Why does that name sound familiar? What, Barney Crouch Jr.? Yeah. That's, uh, David Tennant's character in, uh... In, uh... And the 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 one that the books that the transfer made, the books that what the 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 book that's the the books that the turf made. Oh shit! The, yeah, Harry Potter. Potter Yure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ritop Yure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Barney Barnett and a group of archaeology students from an unidentified university seeing alien wreckage and bodies while in the desert. 
1992, a book of his own called Crash at Corona, <laughs> uh, co-authorized <laughs> with Don Berliner, an author of books on space and Family. Animation. What? Family, like Corona. Like Family. Yeah. Family, yeah. Goldberg? I'm not at my best today. Huh? I'm not at my best today. Yeah, I've noticed. It's fine. It's well, most... you were late, so... Yeah, that's fine. Goldberg writes that Friedman introduced new witnesses and that he added to the narrative by doubling the number of flying saucers to two and the number of aliens to eight, two of which were said to have survived and been taken into custody by the government. So here's the question. Uh Uh-huh. To double the aliens from four to eight, did they say that it was four four aliens per UFO or one UFO had like two? And the other had six. I'm not sure on that one. I want to know what these pods can do. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm uh, curious. All right. So, formerly... Crazy that two crashed, huh? What? Crazy that two crashed, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, almost, uh, almost like it didn't happen. But anyways, former <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Philip J. Corso had also... What a fucking name. Corso? <laughs> Very good. That, that's an alien. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's an alien. He'd also reported in his autobiographical... Bi- <laughs> Dude, I can't bah, bah, bah. talk. In his autobiographical book, the Roswell crash did happen, and that when he was assigned to Fort Riley... Uh, in Kansas in July 1947, five trucks of 25 tons and some semi-trailers entered the base from Fort Bliss, Texas. He claimed that while he was patrolling the base, he was brought into the medical facilities by Sergeant Brown and shown the remnants of bodies that were from the air crash. However, Philip Class, American journalist and UFO researcher, analyzed his claims line by line and exposed many inconsistencies, inconsistencies and factual errors. So they, it's good. It is good. Yeah. So. Hey, did you see that um, Party Rock Anthem's going to turn 10 years old today? Well, not today, but like this year. Is it really? Yeah. It's really Came out in 2011. Long. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. Time flies, man. So crazy. Yeah, time does move in a consistent <laughs> flow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Time does move consistently within a 365-day period uh, mm-hmm. consistently, yeah. Except for the days that we have a leap year. It's not days that we have a leap year. It's year, the well, years that we have a, a leap year. Yeah, we have an additional day added on to uh-huh. leap years. Yeah. So. So fucking what? <laughs> I'm a rock star. There were several <laughs> other books published throughout those Man, years. Man, imagine ago. if that, that would fuck up the whole the whole thing. It's just like, so fucking what? I'm a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so good, though. Yeah. Uh, several other books were published throughout those years as well, often slightly changing facts based on new witnesses and the like. Some claiming that there were eight bodies with two being alive, uh, that there wasn't just one ship, but two, and the like. The existence of so many different accounts by 1994 led to the many disagreements among ufologists about the Roswell events. What uh, the fuck is a ufologist? I mean, I can gather what it is based on the nomenclature. Yeah. But, like, I'll why would why devote your life to definition. that? Okay. UFOlogy is the investigation of unidentified flying objects by people who believe that they may have extraordinary origins. Where there are instances of government, private, and French science investigations of UFOs, UFOlogy is regarding by is regarded by skeptics and science educators <laughs> <laughs> as a canonical example of pseudoscience. <laughs> are you dying? <laughs> Sorry, I'm allergic to dorks. <laughs> Fuck. Oh fuck. Hell yeah. That's gross to hear. Yep. God, I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> if you if you consider yourself a ufologist, fuck man. <laughs> how about how about how about you consider yourself a bitchologist and go get some bitches? Oh my god. The Center of UFO I'm Studies, so uh, CUFOS. And the Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON. <laughs> Mutual um, UFO Network. <laughs> Fucking goddammit. 
what a bunch of dorks two leading ufo societies uh, uh the leading ufo societies disagreed in their pillars views. of pillars of their fields they disagreed in the views of the various scenarios presented by randall schmidt and friedman berliner uh, several conferences were held to try to resolve the differences. One issue under discussion was where Barnett was when he saw the alien craft, when he was said to have encountered. Uh, a 1992 UFO conference attempted to achieve a consistency amongst the various scenarios portrayed in Crash at Corona and UFO Crash at Roswell. However, the publication of The Truth About the UFO Crash at Roswell resolved the Barnett problem by simply ignoring Barnett and citing a new location for the alien Hell craft recovery. Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight, baby. That's the conspiracy theorists I know. If it's inconvenient, it doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> Hell um, yeah. Including a new group of archaeologists not connected to the ones Barnett story cited. So, literally nothing from Barnett. That's cool. I love to hear that Hell shit, yeah. man. That's so fucking good. <laughs> Get fucked, Barnett. Fuck you, Barnett. Your <laughs> nonsense doesn't exist this time. Don Schmidt... Held that various... <laughs> Schmidt. That's real boring. I know. It's a boring name. I know. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Held that variations in narratives between different writers was not, however, an essential problem, commenting by the way of comparison. We know Jesus Christ was crucified. We just don't know where. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> it was in Rome, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cross is still there. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. Are you loving ufologists so far, man? <laughs> yeah, I hope they all... Fuck. We should throw them all in a big hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the biggest problems with the Roswell incident was that so... So, so many people are interviewed. You, some people may think that that isn't necessarily an issue and may actually help the case, but over 300 people in total were interviewed, and only a tiny fraction of these people had actually seen the wreckage, or in, and an even smaller fraction claimed to have seen alien bodies. Most of the claims were from word of mouth, which is, you know, and the court would immediately dismiss as hearsay. So you can't really count that as evidence. Oh, you could. Yeah, in the Salem Witch Trials, I guess. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and even the accounts from people seeing actual aliens, most of them were secondhand. People claiming to know somebody who has, or making contradictory claims, or anything of the like. It's just so wishy-washy. There's absolutely no hard evidence. The most hard evidence there is, is Marcel claiming... Is my dick! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. It is green. It oh. is green and has several craters in it. Um, man, are you okay? And rock hard. Are you Literally okay? hard as rock. Every time I whip my dick against my door, it sounds like a stone hitting wood. We and this wood? This wood? It's stone. Oh, abs! stories anyways so this power hour is actually about uh it's a follow-up to a roswell episode just a little bit of fun to talk so if about you haven't listened to that don't that. worry about it it's fine yeah it, uh, yeah yeah you don't have to you don't want to really roswell's pretty boring it is it's surprisingly boring <laughs> yep yeah damn shame uh yeah yeah it was super interesting when I was in, like, second grade. Yeah, because he was, cause he was the second grader, and Taz has gotten only slightly smarter than that period in his life. Uh, at one point, you just put, like, a shot glass full of fireball <laughs> on my shoulder, uh, and then tried to take a shot, and then spilled fireball all down my jacket. Um, uh, and accidental in a way that, like, a lot of people say... You know, aliens, once we meet aliens, we'll have world peace. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> hey, Taz, welcome back from ads. Yeah. Anyway, about my penis. Nope. What? No. Um, why? 
because Marcel claimed till the day that he died that it had Not been uh, extraterrestrial. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Define terrestrial. Uh, from Earth. <laughs> So extraterrestrial okay. is not from Earth. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and there was also an alien autopsy video that was uh, released in the nineties, I think. Uh, and well, Gunner, you can't even break it down to like t- a ten year a ten year span. Yeah, it's not that important, honestly. It was okay. It was discredited immediate. Well, not immediately. Uh, but it was discredited. The guy puts the paper on the table, and some dude just puts a stamp on it saying discredited. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it it was admitted to be fake, so that's why I didn't really look into it too much. Uh, there is some controversy of it being real or fake still, even though people claimed that one of the people who made it, you know, said it was fake. But, you know, disinformation agents and all that fun stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But obviously, whoever discredited it and also the guy who admitted it was incorrect were yep. all part of the conspiracy. So you yep. guys keep on believing what you want. But hey, Bryson, do you know what? what one thing that we know for sure is? Um, that Roswell does exist within New, New Mexico. Yeah, that's true. But yep. also, it was, in fact, a cover-up. It wasn't a weather balloon. It was. Nope. We have a uh, time balloon. We have the Air Force. Uh, Air Force's. Uh, oh, oh suddenly we're trusting the Air Force? <laughs> Are we not trusting the what Air Force? What have they fucking done? Yeah. <laughs> so, because of all these reports, books and the like, uh-huh. accusations of a cover up were loud, and eventually the government couldn't ignore it anymore, and the Air Force were ordered to perform an investigation on the incident. This report would be broken up in two. The first of which was released in 1994. The 1994 report concluded that it was in fact a cover-up, but it was a then-classified, now-declassified, Project Mogul balloon. So Project Mogul was designed to be able to monitor nuclear testing, specifically to monitor the Soviet Union. Hell yeah. Yeah. And the second report, released in 1997, claimed that the supposed bodies that people remember being recovered was a combination of transforming memories over time of military accidents and the recovery of anthropomorphic dummies in military programs such as the 1950s Operation High Dive, mixed with hoses uh, perpetuated by various witnesses and UFO proponents. The psychological effects of time compression and confusion about when events occurred explain the discrepancy within, uh, with the years in question. Because remember, nothing came up for it on it for about thirty years after yeah. after it faded away. As time wore on, it became harder for Roswell researchers to find new evidence to publish. There was potential, though, in the prospect of deathbed confessions from those originally involved uh, in 1947. So in 2007, Donald Schmidt and Tom Carey published the book... Is it Donald or Donald? Donald. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was going to say good name, but it wasn't. Nope. It's was just a boring, normal name. Yeah. Uh, and Tom Carey published the book Witness to Roswell, which prominently featured a document said to be sworn affidavit written by Walter Hewitt, who had uh, Ooh, written Hewitt. the... What? I'm Stewie Griffin. That's Walter Hewitt. Cool <laughs> uh, whip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who had written the first Army press release about the Roswell crash in 1947. The document, apparently kept under seal until uh, Hewitt's death in 2005, described how the 1947 crash debris had been discovered by high-ranking staff and how Hewitt had seen alien bodies. The claims, however, drew an unimpressed response even from the ufologist. Dennis Balthazar... Oh, even from the ufologist? Even from the ufologist, man. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, Dennis Balthazar... Uh, Balthazar... I want to say Balthazar, it's Balthazar, but it it's looks Balthazar like Balthazar. for sure. There's Let's no... just believe. What? Can we just believe it's Balthazar? Yeah, we can. Absolutely. Okay. It's not spelt like Balthazar, but we'll go with it. Balthazar I said... I love the idea. I tried convincing Maddie to let me name Zade Balthazar. <laughs> you should have. I should have. Yeah. It would be so fancy. It would have been. Uh, he said that the document was not written by Hewitt and that uh, by 2000, 
the year 2000, Hewitt's mental state was such that he could not recall basic details about his past, making the detail contained in the affidavit seem dubious. So, dubious, in fact. Yeah. As we've discovered, there is no credible evidence that a UFO crashed at Roswell, but it's still wildly believed that one did. Author B.D. Gildenberg has called the Roswell incident the world's most famous, most exhaustively investigated, and most thoroughly debunked UFO claim. Uh, Carl T. Pflock, CIA agents officer, um, CIA <laughs> intelligence uh-huh. officer, said the case of Roswell is a classic example of the triumph of quantity over quality. The advocates of the crash saucer tale simply shovel everything that seems to support their view into their box and marked evidence and say, see, look at all this stuff. We must be right. Never mind the contradictions. Never mind the lack of independent supporting facts. Never mind the blatant absurdities. Uh, and Cal Korf, Another author uh, suggests that there are clear incentives for some people to promote the idea of aliens at Roswell, and that many researchers were not doing the competent work. He's quoted saying, The UFO field is comprised of people who are willing to take advantage of the gullibility of others, especially the paying public. Let's not pull any punches here. The Roswell UFO myth has been very good business for UFO groups, publishers for Hollywood, the town of Roswell, the media, and ufology. The number of researchers who empty science and is disciplined mythology is apparently small. Wow. Gillenberg yeah. also wrote that people not a- wanting to spend their entire lives on that, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Gillenberg also wrote that there were as many as eleven reported aliens recovery re- alien recovery sites, and that these recoveries bore only a marginal resemblance to the event as initially reported in 1947, or as recounted later by initial witnesses. Some of these new accounts have been confused accounts of the several known recoveries of injured and dead servicemen from four military plane crashes that occurred in the area from 1948 to 1950. Other accounts could have been based on memories of recoveries of test dummies suggested by the Air Force in their reports. Charles Ziegler, 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 I don't know. Uh, Ziegler. Ziegler? Ziggy? Ziggy, 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 Ziggy. I don't know how it's spelled. Yeah. Obviously, right? Yeah. Uh, Ziggy argued that the Roswell story has all the hallmarks of a traditional folk narrative. He identified six distinct narratives and a process of transmission via a storyteller's with core story that was created from various witnesses and accounts and was then shaped and molded by those who carry on the UFO community's traditions. Other witnesses were then sought out to expand the core narrative with those giving accounts not in line with the core beliefs being repudiated. being reputed are simply omitted by the gatekeepers. Others then retold the narrative in its new form. This whole process would repeat over time. Uh-huh. I'm a thirsty bitch. I'm thirsty drink some, bitch. Uh, drink some delightful little water. What? Drink some delightful little water. I'd rather drink your cum. Okay. <laughs> We can't do ads again, can we? Nope. Okay. You're stuck with it this time. Alright. So, prominent skeptics Joe Nickel and co-author James Magaha Magaha identified a myth-making process. Magaha. <laughs> Magaha. Uh, Magaha. So they called this the Roswellian Syndrome. In this syndrome, a myth is proposed to have five distinct stages of development. The incident, the debunking, the submergence, the mythologizing, and the reemergence and media bandwagon effect. The authors predicted that the Roswellian syndrome would play out again and again in other UFO and conspiracy theory stories, which has seemed to be true. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Some prominent ufologists, including Carl T. Pflock, Kent Jeffrey, and William L. Moore, have become convinced that there was no aliens or no alien spacecraft involved in the Roswell crash. So now, 
we're, we're just going to dip into a little bit of the modern findings or comments on the Roswell incident. One thing I found interesting, though, was on October 26, 2007, Bill Richardson, who at the time was a candidate for the Democratic Party nomination for U.S. presidency, uh, w was asked about releasing government files on Roswell. Richardson responded that when he was a congressman, he attempted to get information on behalf of his New Mexico, New Mexico constituents, but was told by both the Department of Defense and the Los Alamos labs that the information was classified. That ticked me off, he had said. The government doesn't tell the truth as much as it should on a lot of issues. He promised to work on opening the files if he were elected president, but he wasn't. He wasn't elected. Nope. I don't remember him being elected. Hey, how weird is it that um, that just doesn't get... That hasn't been outed yet? What? By a president just being like, aliens exist for sure. Yeah, very true. We'll get into... I kind of expected it from Trump, yeah, honestly. Yeah, there, I mean, there were rumors that he was told and then he wanted to and then was fucking held back like the toddler he is, which is possible, but who knows? It's true. It's really hard to believe that anybody could really hold him back, though. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Because yeah. uh, they did not hold him back when he several times nearly got us into nuclear war. Yeah. Um, like, not just this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, it hasn't happened yet this year, man. Hey. Not yet. Well, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, he won't be president anymore. <laughs> so, that's good. Unless there's a coup. Uh, yep, I I'm not confident that Trump can carry out a coup. I don't think he. It actually would be a coup. It'd be a push, actually. Yeah, because he doesn't yep. seem to have any support from any other the government. government. Well, military. Sorry. Well, just any other. It yeah. doesn't have to be the military. It just has to be a different form. It'd be funny if all of the Senate got behind it and everyone was like, "Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> In October 2002, before airing its Roswell documentary, the Sci-Fi Channel hosted a Washington UFO news conference. John Podesta, President Clinton's chief of staff, appeared as a member of the public relations firm hired by Sci-Fi <laughs> to help get the government to open up documents on the subject. Podesta stated, It is time for the government to declassify records that are more than 25 years old and to prove scientists with data that will assist in determining the true nature of the phenomena. And when asked during a 2015 interview with uh, GQ magazine about whether he had looked at top-secret classified information, President Barack Obama replied, I gotta tell you, it's a little disappointing. People always ask me about Roswell and the aliens and UFOs, and it turns out that stuff going on that's top secret isn't nearly as exciting as you'd expect. In this day and age, it's not top secret as you think. Interesting. American journalist uh, Annie Jacobson's Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top-secret military base, released in 2011, allegedly based on interviews with scientists and engineers who worked in Area 51, dismisses the alien story. Jacobson quotes one unnamed source as claiming that Joseph Mengele, uh, a German Schutzstaffel office, had... Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Schutzstaffel? Sure. That's probably a little more accurate. Yeah, uh, office. And a physician in Auschwitz was recruited by the Soviet leader Joseph Stalin to produce grotesque child-sized aviators to be remotely piloted and then landed in America in order to cause hysteria, similar to Orson Welles' The War of the Worlds, which was that touched so on in the Satanic Panic. fucking panic. funny. <laughs> God, Stalin's a weirdo, huh? Yeah, he's a fucking weird guy, man. God, yeah. <laughs> uh. Um... That's fucking what? Uh, what a dream! What yeah. if that was your idea for world conquest? <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, go fuck up some kids real quick. We'll send him in an airplane. Yep. It'll be really funny. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah! According to Jacobson's narrative, the aircraft crashed. The incident was hushed up by the Americans, and bodies were found at the crash site. Were children around twelve years old with large heads and abnormally shaped, oversized eyes described as human guinea pigs? They were anime characters. Yep. Uh, the book was criticized, criticized for extensive errors by scientists from the Federation of American Scientists. Historian Richard Rhodes, writing in the Washington Post, also criticized the book's sensationalism. 
uh, and reporting of old news and its error-ridden reporting. He wrote, all of her main sources' claims appear in one or another of the various pub publicly available Roswell UFO Area 51 books and documents churned out by believers. Charles believers, as in the Justin Bieber fans? Yeah, believers. Man, is that, do you think anyone said the word believers in, like, the last several years? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't even think Justin Bieber's fans still call themselves believers. Yeah, because I think the their, the fans have probably changed pretty... Yeah, he makes very different music now. Yeah, he makes good music now. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It, it, Wild. it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways... Uh, charlat charlatans and scholars over the past 60 years. In attributing the stories, she reports to an unnamed engineer and Manhattan Project veteran, while seemingly failing to c conduct even minimal research into the man's sources. Jacobson shows herself at minimum extraordinary, gullible, or journalistically incompetent. It's fucking wrecked. So, Bryson, uh -huh. what's your final thoughts on the Roswell incident? I feel like I haven't learned anything. Yep. Because just it's a lot of like, yep, but also no. Yep. That's all it is. Oh, man. this? This? No. Incorrect. Yep. Here's some evidence I have. Pissed on it. Yep. My bad. Mm -hmm. That's why it became such a well-known conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I like the, uh, kind of what Obama said where it's like it's just not that it's not as interesting as people think it is yeah <laughs> where it's like yeah area 51 it's just a place where we where we uh, test weapons really yeah man we should have stormed area 51 <laughs> I mean a lot of people did how wild is that huh we should have joined them I know it's so good we should have uh, but we couldn't have gotten down to Roswell I'm banned yeah what? Uh, don't worry about it. Did you fucking something alien to do with person? that? No, it was something to do with the McDonald's. You don't need to worry about it. Did you fuck a quarter pounder with cheese? <laughs> I said don't worry about it. So that's a yeah? I said no, it's it's, it's an I it's, don't worry about it. Okay. Is what that is. Alright. So yeah. It was an egg McMuffin. For... The longest time, the Roswell incident was considered the best... For the longest time! What? Is that a song? I don't know. I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. It was considered the best proof of extraterrestrial visitation. But it just doesn't add up. I want it to. I want it to be real. But it doesn't add up to me. I think the Air Force preemptively talked to the press, and as they weren't informed I've as... You know, they weren't informed of Project Mogul, uh -huh. and then were told to withdraw their previous claims and to put out a statement that it was just a weather balloon, which, of course, just made it worse. Of all the UFO encounters out there, I just don't think this is the most believable. This is one of the least believable ones to me, outside of clapping alien cheeks, but... Uh, I fucked an alien. Episode. Fucking alien. Fucking alien, dude. We don't need him. Yeah. So, any more final thoughts, Bryson? Um, um, trying to think of some final thoughts. Um, do you think when we meet our first alien life forms? Wait, no, this sounds um, like Power Hour uh, question, man. Well, no, it's not. Okay. Because um, I'm saying it on the main episode. All right. Um, which makes it not a Power Hour question. Okay. So do you think when we meet aliens the first time, do you think they'll be similar to us in any way? I feel like they're going to be a lot more different. Shut up! This is for the Power Hour! Go subscribe to Patreon and listen to the Power Hour! Hell yeah. So, guess what? What? We do have a review. What the fuck? Someone reviewed our Somebody podcast? Somebody reviewed our podcast! Were oh they nice God. to me specifically? <laughs> Alright. What? <laughs> Simmer down, dude. No, man. We got a lot of reviews. Yeah. So. From our lovely, lovely fans who we love very much. We do. We love you guys a lot. Mwah. So, this is from Crust, Crust, Crust Metal. Crust uh, Metal. Five love star that. review, as always, because we only read five stars. And we've only gotten five stars, so thank you guys. Um, yeah. Funny as Again, fuck. Again, you fucking lovely people. Yeah. So it's titled Funny as Fuck. Uh, finally it's actually titled Funny AF. 
Funny ass. Funny ass. You read it, man. You're on the page now. Finally had a chance to actually listen to the podcast, and I binged it. Busting out laughing at work has given me a few awkward looks, but well worth it. I love the dark humor, but could use a few more fart jokes just for the immaturity. We'll be sure to keep those fart jokes in for you, Crust Metal. I tell about a dozen every episode, and Taz always cuts them out. That's fake. I did yeah. fart no, once it's during not. an episode, though. You did fart once during an episode. <laughs> I did cut Crust that Metal, out. that'll be coming out soon. <laughs> oh, shit, never mind. Sorry, Crust well, Metal. Uh, that episode was the same with Charles, but the conversation that we had about it, I do believe, is on our Patreon. Uh, and I can't remember if it's the first Satanic Panic special, the second Satanic uh, Panic special. Uh, it's the one that Aaron was on. In the so place of our first. ads, we had a conversation, uh, just chilling for a minute, uh, with Anthony and, uh... No, it was Aaron. No, in the Satanic Panic special. Um, yes. I was telling Anthony about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I left that conversation in uh, if you want to hear more about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah thank you, if you guys want to hear us talk about um, some, you know, aliens, uh, all that fun stuff, uh, existence of aliens, what we believe about aliens, all that fun stuff, we'll be over on Patreon, which is available now, uh, right after, well, it'll be available already, but. It's only available in Taiwan, though. What? Weirdly. Uh, our Patreon, I limited it so that only people in Taiwan why? could subscribe. Why? Why did you do that? I don't know. I like the Taiwanese. That explains why we have no Patreons. We don't have anybody in Taiwan listening to us. Well, we ha- we do have a Patreon. <laughs> we have one Patreon. Do we know? It's available in Taiwan. Taiwan. We have no patrons. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might by the time this episode comes out. This is cause Who's this to say? like a February episode, I think. But. I love a good February episode. <laughs> I love a good February Fuck, man. Episode. February is such a good, like... It's a vibe, honestly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. All right. So. Hey, Taz. Yeah. Um, I think that people could reasonably find us on Twitter at Tangent Avenue, and they can certainly find me on Twitter at One and Toothpick. Where could they find you? Yeah, they can find me as Raphael on Twitter. Oh, good luck spelling that, cunts. Yeah. Uh, they can also find us at our Facebook page and Facebook group. Uh, Facebook page is Tangent Avenue, and the Facebook group is Tangent Avenue Podcast. Join in our conversations. Keep in mind, a subscription to our Patreon will also give you access to our exclusive Discord, where you can chat with us all the time. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, as always, we want to thank uh, Julie Marie Artistry for our wonderful uh, cover artwork. Uh, you can find her work at Instagram.com slash Julia Marie Artistry. Uh, and uh, our intro, mid-roll, and outro, thanks to Homesick Entertainment. Find their work at YouTube.com slash C slash Homesick. Hell yeah! Alright. Uh-huh. Bye, bitches. Bye! Bye!